Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jamie, sipping two full with Jesus. And guess what? It's time to rise. Good morning, everyone. It's Jamie. So last week we had a very powerful message um, given by the way of the Holy Spirit called the veneer. And if you've tuned in, it really challenged you to look at what's at the core or the center of your post. What are you grounded in? Is that post withered away? Is it is it strong enough to withhold the veneer? And many of you may or may not know what the veneer is, but very quickly to do a recap, it's in dentistry when you try to place a, you know, the million dollar smile, the nicer look, it's put in your mouth, but by the way of drumming down the tooth that was there to create the post so that you have a full, nice smile. I challenged you in a way to look at yourself and what's at that post, what is at that core. Are you living in the past of resentment, bitterness, anger, and hate that came from generational cycles of injustices, social and economic? Are you living in the past? Are you living in the pains of someone else's past that was fed to you? Is that what's in your bubble? Is that what's in your bubble? And while, yes, we were at a core centricity on urban economic development, this message hit home because it forces you to look at you. When I started this programming, I understood that there is a collaboration and that there is a convergence between humanity and community simply because community is filled with humanity. But I'd like to then shift that perspective. Our community is filled with people because if community was filled with humanity, then we'd be under a common unity. And that is not so. So today I want to I, I want to discuss and while staying in the vein of urban economic development, we are going to shift the perspective to where I'm talking about the post. What is underneath that veneer? What is underneath? What is at the core of every matter that ultimately not only impacts you personally, you professionally, but impacts the community in which you serve, the community in which you live in, and what ultimately surrounds you. Why are we focusing on community? Well, once again, it's common unity. It's people gathered in the same space and in the same place that should be working towards the same goals. And while their education might be different, their occupations might be different, their religious beliefs might be different, their family structures might be different. The goal of a community is to keep the ecosystem that surrounds them going to um, or going into in a capacity in which they are sustained, fed and ultimately thriving. But we must look at what is cranking that system so we know where the change must happen. People build the community. They can easily say government, but government is comprised of people. Decision making. Decision making based on the evidence of things that must change. 
This all comes from people. So I want to shift the focus to a more personal development. Um, and at one point, it will segue into professional development. As one who positions um, or is who who is positioned as a consultant, one who gives counsel, I will not call myself a life coach. Um, I've been taught to steward the word of the Lord. I've been taught to um, and, and led by the Holy Spirit to be able to counsel and guide based on the information that God gives. And so often when you position yourself as one who does professional and personal development in the acumen of coaching, life coaching, if that's what you want to call it, most people want to go for professional development and they don't realize that you will not be able to sustain a professional development plan without a character assessment and a character development. So therefore, personal development will always be the foundation of one growing in their occupation professionally and in their talents to generate income or have sustainability and ultimately thriving. Why are we going this route today? Well, as I was reviewing the recording from the last um, from the last episode called the veneer, I heard, well, that one was that was a, that was a big one. That was a strong one. And now you have to come back even stronger. I want to talk to you from that subject matter. That was a strong one. But now you have to come back even stronger. You know, quickly, what comes to mind is how we hear in the Bible about the strong man. Jesus speaks to the people about the strong man, the robber and the thief. Now, if you knew that the robber and the thief were coming, you would secure your place. But how could you stop a robber unless you bind the strong man? The strong man in this instance is what comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And what I said was we're talking under the canopy or, under, or from the topic of that was a strong one. But now you have to come back even stronger. What do you think I mean when, when I say that? Well, if we're looking from a uh, biblical aspect of the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and that is a strong man that must be bound so that it doesn't come in to rob you. Many of you have come out of and faced a very, very tumultuous trial. That strong one came to rob you. That strong one came to hold you in a place of lack. That strong one came to keep you down. But God says, now it's time to come back even stronger. The strong man in that last trial was bound. The stronghold that was once on you cannot hold you any longer. And God is telling you, you must come back now even stronger. What does that mean? Well, like, well, the, the strong man is bound. The enemy is destroyed. Yeah. But if you live in the momentary victory, you will die in a place where you celebrate that one victory, not understanding what's to come. 
I don't want you to forget that. So many people live in a momentary victory and they stand in a celebratory stance with their hands in the air saying, yes, yes, yes. Have you ever seen that wrestling match? And they're standing up and there's like the bell hasn't gone ding, ding, ding yet. They haven't called the fight yet, but they saw the opponent down. And in a time of arrogance, they stood there with their hands raised in the air, celebrating, yes, yes, yes. And while that strong man was bound, you didn't see what was coming on the other side. You didn't see the sneak attack. This is very specific for somebody. This is very specific word for somebody. You didn't see what was coming on the other side. Because don't forget, the enemy does not fight fair. You cannot stand there in a celebratory stance with your hands in the air because you defeated one thing. You must stand there with your eyes open, knowing that there were many challenges. Some that are under your feet, but others you have not seen yet. So you must remain in a posture that is tactical and strategic and ready to war at all times. This is a very specific word for somebody. Because when I was speaking about that was a strong one, but now you have to come back stronger. I was thinking about the knockdown and the get up. This is the get up season. This is the time where you've taken all that you could have taken. Remember, um, you know, uh, now they have the show Cobra Kai out, right? Or the, the movie, I guess, which is the continuance of um, Karate Kid, Mr. Miyagi. And Daniel was trained in such a way that he didn't know that what he was doing was going to be applicable to a style of fighting. He didn't know that what he was learning, although seemingly so, looked like house chores, was a way to fight. Well, truth be told, every heroic movie, we see the knockdown, right? We see somebody get pummeled to the point where you're like, are you going to get up? How are you going to get up after this? How are you going to get up after this? You've been pummeled so bad. And now you got Mr. Miyagi with that little thing in his hand, right? The little and the sound and the training and knowing what you have to do and how you have to move starts to come back to you. It starts to fill you to get ready for that fight. It starts to fill you up to position yourself to say, I'm coming back stronger than what knocked me down because I will not be knocked down again. I'm coming back stronger and wiser, and I'm going to take the resources that have been given to me, and I'm going to utilize those resources and those tools to cause a wave, to cause a tidal wave, to knock down what has been knocking me down. I'm telling you that this fight is not given to the swift. 
But this fight is given to the one who is willing to stand through it all. I'm telling you to fight for your life. I'm telling you to fight for your God-ordained destiny. I'm telling you to fight for your inheritance. I'm telling you to fight for everything that is already yours. I'm telling you to fight. You know, the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers of darkness. When you understand principalities and you understand what rulers of uh, darkness means, you understand that this is a spiritual battle. It is not a natural war. You're not going out, punching people in their face, taking them out, saying, yeah, I won. But when I say that you must fight because you're at a place of a spiritual battle, you must muster up the faith that God has given you, the strength that God has given you, and you must come to him in humility and say, Lord, fill me once again, because what came for me literally tried to take me out. And the only way that I have breath right now is because you breathed into me and you call it life. I'm hanging on by a thread. Fill me again, Lord, with your strength. Fill me again with your wisdom. Fill me again with your understanding. Fill me again so that when I come back, I'm coming back stronger than what was trying to beat me. Many of you don't have that resolve. You stay in a place where you said, wow, how am I going to outlive this? How am I going to outlive what I've been through? Some of you are still thinking, how are you going to outlive the addiction? How are you going to outlive the criminal past? How are you going to outlive the shame? How are you going to outlive the lack of love? How are you going to outlive poverty? How are you going to outlive unfair treatment? How are you going to outlive everything that came to kill you? I'm going to use one word. And it's the strongest word that anybody could use in this situation. And I'm going to tell you to live. I'm going to tell you to live. You see, the fight is won by continuing to pursue a life. God said in John 10, 10, that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Are your dreams stolen or do you have to go and find them again? Were you killed and no longer breathing and incapacitated and cannot move? Or do you have breath in your lungs, activity in your limbs? Are you cast down or are you destroyed? Because if you're cast down, the mighty hand of God can lift you up again. You are not destroyed. You see, the latter half of John 10, 10 is the narrative that is written for each and every single one of us. And it says, I have come. Jesus has come. God has come to give you life 
and life more abundantly. And so I tell you to live because if you continue to live and to fight, you will get to life and life more abundantly. But just like last week's topic, I'm telling you that many of you choose to slowly die in the past resentment, the hate, the anger, the hurt, the pain, the oppression, and the suppression. And that is not life. Once you're birthed, you cannot go back into the canal because you would simply suffocate and die. So now that you have been birthed, you have a choice to exercise the gift that you've been given, which is the breath that which is in you, the might and the fight to live. Or you can simply crawl up in a hole and die. And that hole is the pit of the past. Once Joseph was pulled out of the pit, he went into a palace. But it's how he served in the pit that determined his position in the palace. What did you do during those negative experiences? Did you come to a place where you said you're no longer going to follow the crowd of anger? You're no longer going to follow the perpetuation of pain, but you're going to pave a way out of the pit to the palace. Have you come to that place yet? Yeah. Those things that got you, those things that hit you to take you out, they were strong. But I'm going to tell you that God is stronger. And the word of God says that he that is in you is greater than he that is in this world. We know that this world and the things that control this world cannot even compare to the power of the kingdom of God. So he is greater in you. God must be a part of you for you to fight this fight, for you to win this battle. You have to know what relationships are worth investing in. And when I tell you choose the strongest word, which is live, that comes from life then you must choose life. Life is the way and the truth and the light because without it, it's utter darkness, dormant, sleeping. And we know that that is death. So I simply want to tell you that while we can even tie this into, um, you might want to call it motivation, you might want to call it inspiration, you might want to call it coaching. You can call it what you want to call it, but I simply call it the fight for your life. And God has shown us what to do. You see, I was watching the Passions of the Christ. And I remember in the movie as depicted in the movie. So I, I want you, biblical reference is a little different, but as depicted in the movie. We see Christ carrying the cross, so beaten, so bruised, so torn up, the crown of thorns. And he's just, he, how, do you, how do you move past all of that? How do you continue on this pathway 
knowing that what you're doing is making all things new? How do you continue in that condition? How is it that you are so torn up that the very aches and the pains of emotional abuse and oppression and suppression and, and pain and, and betrayal are now showing on your face? It's showing in your skin, torn up and bleeding out all over the place. I know you're torn up. I know you're bleeding out. I know that what's pressing on your head is being just pressed into a place where it's causing pain. I know how you look right now. But the cross, the cross, you know, as I watched that movie, they have the two feed the two criminals, the robber and the murderer on the side of them. And the one says, you fool, you embrace that cross, you fool. And Jesus, without the strength in his physical body, has met with this cross to carry. And he embraces the cross and he looks at his mother, I told you as depicted in the movie, and he says, don't worry, I am making all things new. Don't worry, I am making all things new. Have you considered the price that you have to pay for all things to become new? Have you considered the cross that you have to bear for all things to become new? Have you considered the walk that you have to walk for all things to become new? Have you considered what you have to look like for all things to become new? Have you considered the pain that you will have to walk through for all things to become new? And so when you embrace the cross, you embrace the newness of the life, which is significant of the old things passing away and the new arising. There are some things that you have to walk through. There are some things that you have to carry which are a very heavy weight. And yeah, it was a strong one. It was a strong one. It was a heavy one. That battle, that trial, that pain, that torment, that disappointment, that betrayal, that rejection. Oh, it was a strong one. But have you considered the strength of that you've gained by carrying it? Have you considered your resolve of pursuance? Not considering the pain, not considering how you looked, not considering what you felt. But to know that all things are being made new. And while it was never easy to bear the pain, while it was never easy to go through the trial, 
We know that God fortifies his soldier because he won't bring you through something that you could not handle. He says he gives the, the and I'm not, this is not the Bible, but this is the, the thought that God gives the strongest battles to the strongest soldiers. And if we do want to compare it to the biblical references every time, if you go through in the book of Judges, if you go through Kings, if you go through Joshua, the what made the strongest soldier was the posture of humility. What made the strongest soldier was the one who was coming out of something, having to go into something new. Because in every battle, there was going to be an opponent to defeat. And that's why I said some of you are in a celebratory position with your hands in the air. But there's going to be something else that you have to defeat. And that is a specific word for somebody. God uses this ministry to prepare you to shift you into your next. So if you are not at your best place, just know that a shift is coming and you're going into your next. And yes, while you can celebrate the victory of Christ, because let not ever get confused who wins the battle. It says the battle is not yours, but the battle is the Lord's. But he will position your mindset. He will position your heart after. He will fortify your spirit to know exactly how to move, what to do, and when to do it. And that is being tactical. That is being strategic. Because ultimately the plan is already written. It's for you to retrieve it from God. So even when we talk about building a city, and building people, and getting the victory for the abundant life. You must understand the root of the matter and what's underneath all of that. The fact is, when you peel away the the, the layers of life, at the very root of every life, you will see one of two things. You will see good or you will see evil. You will see God or you will see Satan. But you have to choose. You have to choose. Because what you will serve determines what is served to you. And that is the truth. So if Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and you're living in a life that is not cultivating and growing the things around you, but you are just simply existing, then you have not chosen the pathways of the light and the life. And I urge you today to make that decision. We're talking about personal development, where you come to a place in your mind shift, where you say, I'm not going to let the devil beat me over my head any longer not going to ruminate in this any longer, but I'm going to rise up out of the pain, how I look, how I feel, what it looks like to others. I'm going to carry what I have to carry 
and I'm going to fulfill the plan of God. I want you to have that resolve today because you can't lose anything else. You can't afford it. We're going to continue on next week. I believe in this vein or as the Lord leads because the Lord is the one who gives me the topics. They're not pre-written. They're just recorded. I'd like to invite you to my Facebook page. It's Jamie, J-A-M-I-E-O-R-T-I-Z, where I give the word um, every day there's something just about six days a week. We have Mind Shift Minute, which encourages you to change your mindset so that you can go to the next level. I told you this ministry shifts. We also have excuse me, Friday Night Fire, which is the Word of God delivered. We have Wednesday Word Explosion, which is um, from Agape Family Worship Center in Rawway. You can check out their Facebook page and also Smooth Sailing Sunday as well, Sunday services. So please check us out. There is a wealth of resources and you can go to www.risecommunityconsultants.com where there is a business gallery, personal development gallery, you, whatever you need it to be, it will be. So check us out. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. So everyone, that's my time for today. It was amazing speaking with you. Listen, connect with us. You can check us out at www.risecommunityconsultants.com. You can subscribe to the blogs, um, the updates on the website and the information. There is a slew of information, a little bit of something for everybody. Listen, if you want to talk about a particular topic or maybe insight, please send us an email. You can connect with us via email or just simply on the contact card, send us your information. It will come right to the email and we'll be able to create a show based on some of the hot topics that you like. So thanks for tuning in with It's Times to Rise, which is sponsored in part by Rise Community Consultants. Everybody have a great week.